Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. This is the Leinster Review Show from the Ordios. The RES, I should say, the final interprovincial of the season. One win from six, William Davis, a 41 point to 12 dropping for sure. It was much closer on 65 minutes. But at the same time, the way Leinster filleted Connacht in those closing stages just underlined the difference between the two sides. Yeah, it was almost as if, um, you know, Connacht dropped a few percent and Leinster upped it, and away they went. And they, you know, we've just had the interviews there with uh, Andy Friend and uh, Niall and uh, Dara Murray. And I thought Niall Murray's explanation of what it's like to play this Leinster side about how ruthless they are when you make a mistake and how uncompromising and the fact that they just keep coming and coming and coming at you. It's, it's non stop. They're unbeaten this season. Um, but Connacht still won't maybe take very much out of this. They scored 12 points in the first half. They were in a reasonable position, scored two decent tries. The second half, they really were hanging on for, lar- for large parts of it. And in the end, they've, they've been well and truly thrashed. All right, we had a fulsome roundup after the game, a late night kickoff. Allowed us a bit of time on air to talk about it. So let's take you into that. And. Before we hear from, as we heard, the Murray brothers and Andy Friend. But first of all, here's myself and William post-game at the RDS after Leinster ran in the tries. It would be possible for Connacht to say that the scoreline doesn't reflect some of their good work in this game. I put that to you first of all, William. Yeah, I think that's maybe a point that they, that they won't make that publicly. They might think it privately, but the bottom line is... When push came to shove, they didn't score in the second half. They didn't create enough in the second half. And effectively, Leinster were cruising for most of this game. They were a bit wobbly when actually Connacht went down to 14 men. One thing that did change things, I think, for Connacht, Tiernan O'Halloran went off, the defensive line went haywire. Interesting. There was no organisation. But that is the argument, because we constantly, week after week, see Tiernan O'Halloran make mistakes in open play and wonder, how is he keeping his place? But they seem to believe that he is the guy to keep everyone organised. Yeah, well and they, maybe we're seeing that element of why well, he's Well, the, or, the organisation went tonight. The, 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 you know, John yeah. Porch was struggling. Positional play. And that gave Enster a bit of hope. And Leinster proved again. Rugby is an 80-minute game. You can score... Uh, they scored after two minutes and they scored after 78 minutes. And that's that's the way you play. Just keep playing, grind away, and then you get the chance to open it up. They're in a different league. Well, they're in the same league, but they're in a different position because they are the best team in this league. They're one of the best teams in the world. But Connacht were not accurate enough and they weren't they just couldn't cope with the physicality and the Leinster defence I know they scored 41 points but if you're watching on television or you're looking back at the game defensively their work rate is astounding the big injuries the big injuries at the moment Gavin Tormery long term Paul Boyle's a big loss for a month but the short, shorter term stuff that's disrupted Connick so you have Finlay Bielham out we'll, we'll see a combination here of rested and little kind of knocks and flu that's going around the camp you've got Finlay Bielham out Josh Murphy out you go into the uh, back line and you start thinking of Bundyaki and Mac Hansen as well these are big big blows when you're trying to compete at this level having those guys back next week I mean is that another thing to kind of cling to yeah, I think you, you would have to you would have to cling to that. There was a lot of space out there this evening. You'd wonder would a Mac Hansen have turned that around? Would yes. he have created something different from nothing? Connacht don't have players that make stuff happen from nothing. That's part of the problem there. They are too predictable. 
They work very, very hard, but Leinster seemed to be on top of nearly everything they did. There was one moment in the second half, 24 points to 12. Connacht have survived the sin bin. Leinster much the better side, but Connacht are just about still in the contest. And as I said to you, after Ralston was early and Connacht went for an attack, the ball came out, a loop play between Daly and Cardi. Daly gets the ball back to Cardi. Gibson Park had read it. He dumped, dumped him, tackled him behind the gain line. Connick still had the ball, but the whole attack broke down off it. And I think it's summed up how Connick are a little bit predictable and easy to really shut down. They are. And that, you know, Rolston had a chance. He did brilliantly. He might have got in, but he didn't get in. But you have to show more than that to Leinster. You're not going to score against a defence like that. That They work so hard. And you have to give them praise for that. And it's never ending. And the players that come on, they have this ethos about their defence. It comes from, uh, I was going to say Andy Farrell, I've got the name wrong there. Uh, comes from the English chap who's leaving at the end of the season. Sure, Lancaster. Sure, Lancaster. But they are driven. And that's part of their game, that they have to produce that week in, week out. I'd be concerned myself, so I'll put it to you. A lot of our listeners have heard all the kind of context that we put on this defeat we've emphasised how good Leinster are we've emphasised some of the challenges Connacht had you've got to be very very concerned with the body language of the players who came off the bench and the players who finished that game how easily they were filleted in those closing stages how Leinster just destroyed them and that goes from a, a relatively brave display to a hammering of 41 points to 12 that's a concern isn't it? That is a concern because I suppose as I say it proves the point that you have to do it for 80 minutes if you're going to hold on to Leinster and they they weren't, they weren't concerned that they went through most of the second half without scoring any tries and then they just turned it on the last 10 minutes. We're, um, we're, we're wondering about the music choice here at the RTS. That's a bit surprising. Uh, here we are at this stage wondering then as we're so close to the critical juncture in the season, where are Connacht right now? Are they in a bit of a, a problem period in their season? Yes, they are. They're not winning, Rob. And it's, it doesn't matter about not winning tonight. That was probably unexpected. They didn't give themselves a chance of winning last week. It ended all against Ulster. They went to Munster and lost. One out of, if you have only one out of six wins in the Interpros, you're basically playing a 12-game season. And that you can't do it. Um, and Andy Friends, going at the end of the season, you know his management team they've got to start feeling the pressure now at this stage don't they oh they've got to I mean there's no uh, they will try not to come out and say that but they are under pressure players are under pressure it's the players who go over the white line and play but you have to say that there is pressure on them and they've got to start winning it's you know there's no more wriggle room look at the table look at the seven games that are left and they've got, in my view, win six of them. And I don't see Connacht winning six out of seven games at the moment. I just, I can't see it. I don't think there's enough going on that's positive for that to happen. I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they shove those words back on top of me. But it starts next Saturday. And then they've got Europe. And then they've got the two South African teams. They've got to win those games. Then they've got to beat Zebra away. Then they've got to go to the Dragons and win away. That's a minimum. And then... Cardiff and Edinburgh will come for what are 10 point games because they're in the mix they're going to be in the same place but if you don't get the wins in the other games those games won't matter back here in the post game media area uh, here's some of the interviews that William caught up with Andy Friend first of all and then 
Niall and Dara Murray together which is a nice little piece of audio to get on a disappointing night for Connacht that was one of the bright moments uh, seeing the brothers play together first time since 1947 Alan had the stash in on the website today Yes, first time since uh, 1947 the two brothers have played for Connacht in the second row. Sean Masters and Owen Masters and actually played last year and there's been others, there's been the McLaughlins in the front row but for second row, it's a long time and these two lads, uh, look, thought they acquitted themselves reasonably well. It was a tough night out there. Andy Friend first and then the lad. Andy, that was another very difficult night for Connacht. Uh, it's another interprovincial defeat. It's only one win out of uh, six this season. At times, Connacht were involved in that game, but Leinster were just too good, weren't they? Yeah, in the end, um, 41 points to 12. Uh, I, I don't think that's actually reflective of, of the game that was out there, but um, they were the better football team there tonight. I thought it was a good contest up until about 65 minutes, and but you can't play with 14 men against them here at the ADS and, and you can't make some of the errors that we made there tonight. The errors are a bit repetitive at this stage. There was balls being dropped and there was a couple of forward passes and maybe a couple of very poor penalties as well. Uh, what's, what's causing that? Uh, if I knew that, William, we wouldn't be doing it. So, listen, it's, it's, it's precious sport. You've got players trying their, their, their damnedest to, to get it right, but... Um, pressure does funny things to different people so yeah we had too many moments I thought they had moments of that as well it was, it was, it was, I thought it was a really good contest out there but I said um, you know, the, the yellow card didn't help us and then we'd, we'd emptied the bench and uh, poor old Jared Butler picked up a pretty nasty injury so we couldn't replace him and, and in the end they scored you know, three late tries which, which really flipped that scoreline that sort of gilded the lily for them, but they, they did seem pretty much in control other than maybe a 10-minute bit in the second half. To not score in the second half was also disappointing. Yeah, really frustrating. You know, I thought at half-time, 17-12, uh, one score in it. Um, I thought we were actually in a, in a pretty good spot, but uh, we didn't capitalise on some early um, uh, territory. And uh, if you want to try and win here at the RDS, you've got to capitalise on those moments. At times, maybe, um, did, did Connacht's heads drop, particularly maybe in the last 10 minutes? Did that let Leinster in? I don't think the heads drop. Like, you know, just, I mean, there's a lot of despondent players in that room at the moment, but I thought they kept fighting and, and trying um, until the death there. So I, I didn't feel that heads dropped. I think, you know, what we need to have a look at um, at different times during the season, our bench has come on and done really good things, and at different times they've come on and they've probably not caught up with the pace of the game as well as they need to and I thought tonight uh, we, we, we possibly could have, got, could have got a bit more out of our bench It's getting tight now Sharks next Saturday short time t- uh, turnaround That's, that game now could be season defining you've got to win that It is season defining we have to win that no doubt about that so we've put ourselves in a position now where um, pretty much every game from here we need to be picking up points ideally four or five points Will you have any of the players who are missing tonight back? I'd hope so. I said we we copped a pretty nasty dose to, dose of illness through the course of the week, which is which is hard to control. But um, uh, we'll wait and see how players rock up on on Tuesday. Uh, the injury to Jared Butler and also to David Hawkshaw. What can you tell us about those? Uh, Jared's he's got a, a finger fracture. Um, David Hawkshaw will be in for an X-ray. It's it's around his ankle, so he'll be in in for an X-ray either tonight or tomorrow, and we'll we'll know a bit more after that. Going to start with a more experienced Murray. 
Uh, Niall, that was a, a tough night in the end. You were in it there at, at one stage, but it's, it slipped away in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, um, I thought we were in it for the most part, but sure, our discipline, our missed tackles, um, just easy ins like that, and to the best side in, in Europe, if not the world. Like, they're always going to punish you, so that's why they put 40 odd points on us. So we'll review it again on Monday or Tuesday or whatever day, and hopefully build on it again. It's tough to take them on when, when that happens and uh, they are a phenomenal side at turning over a side's mistake. They will, they'll punish you. Yeah, um, any sloppy balls, any, any turnovers, poaches, they counter um, and they've got pace to burn. Um, they're rootless. Um, yeah, too many from us, but sure, look, we'll live another day and we'll, we'll learn from it again. Did they come at you the way you expected them to I mean they, they got that early try and then Connacht came back into it and they got a bit of a lucky try but it was poor defence by Connacht really that caused that, they, they can turn a game but what are they like to play against, are they are they fastest side you play against in, in terms of what they just do and how, how ruthless they are in defence? They're just, they're just relentless I suppose, um, we don't really have to miss tackles they just keep coming at us, keep coming around the corner they're heavy forwards um, keep bashing on the door um, and eventually they get a line break um, or throw it to wit and if they got the likes of Johnny Sexton there who plays in behind us, plays front door, back door, like you name it. If he sees space, he's going to take it. And I suppose we did our homework but and it showed 24-12 it was for the most part of the game and then they kind of figured us out and took where we were defending, weren't defending and, and killed us then. Dara, welcome along. Um, what was it like to start a game with uh, your brother? Yeah, it's, a, it's an extremely proud moment for us both, I think, um, to get our first start together. So just really proud and pity we got the, lo- the loss, but uh, we'll gain that and hopefully a few more caps to come. So when you guys were playing in the uh, back garden, when you were uh, young fellas, did you sort of think to yourselves, this is where we're going and we're going to get there? Or has it uh, did it come not I wouldn't say out of the blue but you've been working towards this for a while yeah we've been working towards it we knew when we were both second rows that it'll probably we'd be fighting for positions uh, eventually so yeah it's good to get it together it's the first time since 1947 that Connacht have had two brothers start as second rows so uh, was there ever any chance that uh, looking at the size I suppose there wasn't but <laughs> that you might have had a different position on the field um, I don't think so I suppose the height of two of us um Second row is the only place you can kind of put us. Did you enjoy that? I, it, I, and I know you lost, but I mean, is it is it was there is an excitement in coming to a place like this, and is it an opportunity to just go? Okay, we've got to we've got to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we came here and we showed what we were made of for most part of the game. Uh, just towards the end, then I suppose they broke us down, but um, we we gave it our all. I think a few bits to learn. Dara, just you got in, you got stuck into their lineout. You caused a lot of bother there for them, and then they and they fixed it, and then you got back at it again. I mean, that's something to to take from it because the set piece is very, very important. What what were you at in that lineup? Because you, they were they were struggling to find any lineout throw at one stage in the first half. Yeah, they went zero from five in the first for the first five lineouts. Um, I suppose that's down to Dewald and and the lineout leaders. Um, we put a plan plan in place on on Tuesday, um, and I thought the boys. Uh, did it exactly as we planned. Um, we put a lot of effort into it, and I suppose we can us forwards can take massive pride out of that game and that department. Um, look, although the the 
the end result doesn't look pretty but when you narrow it down to line out stats um, 100% on our ball and then I don't know was it six turnovers overall on their ball um, so really pleased in that aspect of the game yeah, that, that's important. And I suppose uh, when you're doing the review, that'll come up a, a, as a positive. Just when reviews are going on and you're both involved in those, do you ever sort of uh, think, oh, my brother's going to get, he's going to get picked off on one here now? Uh, not really sure. It's the, that's what we get paid to do. That's what we're there for. Um, just because we're brothers doesn't mean we can be soft with each other. So we just, just do our homework and if he does something wrong, we tell each other. Okay, that's pretty brutal. (laughs) Will we leave it on that note? Good luck for next week. Uh, Thanks for your honesty. And uh, listen, have a safe trip home. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay, that's almost it from here. Short show this week. We have to get on the road again. Uh, Thanks to all of you for following our weekly podcast. Because a lot of you guys are tuning in every week. And maybe you think to yourself once in a while, God, I might give them a fiver to help them out and what they're doing, all the broadcasts once a month and get all those extra podcasts. For example, this week, Christmas week alone, we had uh, for our Patreon, exclusively for our Patreon listeners, we had the preview podcast for this game. We had press conference in full audio John Porch and Andy Friend we had an exclusive interview with James Ryan recorded last month really interesting stuff William sat down I think you should just log on and sign up for that alone because it's great to get an insight into the man who hopefully will dominate the Six Nations for Ireland and has some really really strong roots in the west of Ireland Clumber not a place not close to my own heart not very far away from my own town uh, and Ballinroe Rugby Club were involved in that too so that was a lovely interview and that's just our half. We also had Pete Wilkins this week in the coach's interview. So each and every week you get all this audio. You sign up, log on to patreon.com, download the app on your phone, click on Craggy Rugby. It's patreon.com forward slash Craggy Rugby. And that's where you find us. And we know you love what we do. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you signed up. In the meantime, we're a little bit cold here, so we're going to get going. But I'll say this, William, and I want to finish on this. You said it. Andy Friend said it. You're going to say it again to me next Saturday, 515 I know we say this a lot, but at no point in this season has a game matter more. For the United Rugby Championship, it's win or bust. Yes, season-defining. That was Andy Friend's description of it. It is. They've, they're in the corner now. There's nowhere else to go. They've got to turn around and fight their way out of it. If they don't, if they lose next Saturday, I cannot see them qualifying, getting into the top eight. It might happen by fluke, but it's not. it'll be completely out of their hands at that stage. They have to win on Saturday, and they have to win at the end of the month against the Lions, the two South African sides. They just need to start winning now. They've seven games left. They've got to win six of them. And that's a tall order considering the way they're playing considering the fact that we have these extra injuries David Hawkshaw unknown ankle problem and uh, we've got uh, Jared Butler with the fing- finger injury yeah he's got a broken finger so you know he's, he's going to be out and having had so good a run of injuries these last this, the game in Breve and the game here has, has left us with, with, with big problems uh, they've just got to fight their way out there's, there's, there's nowhere else to go you, if they keep going into the corner it's over so they have to turn around now and scrap their way out of it and it starts next Saturday that's such a big week and we're going to have full coverage press conference which I think is going to have a really interesting edge to it such as the form of this Connick team as we try to explore what the feeling is in the camp uh, some full and frank opinions I'm going to save for our Patreon listeners to be honest because uh, I'm certainly like to fire off a few <laughs> few things but we'll save it for you guys and uh, we'll set the scene then for the Sharks who are in brilliant form they're looking sharp but more on that in the midweek podcast for you guys we'll talk to you in a week hopefully after a victory over the Sharks because right now things are not good in Connick land Bye, William. Bye-bye, everybody. Happy New Year.
glad you said it because I nearly forgot. Talk to you soon, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side. 